All right, we're uh, back. Another episode of uh, Tech Casting with OpEx. This is Rich Nowak, your host. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to recruit some other hosts. Everyone's getting sick of my voice, but I'm. I'm uh, we've got a cool guest today, and we've got the newest member of the OpEx team, Ronnie Harrell. Ronnie is uh, the newest managing partner here at OpEx here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Ronnie, welcome. Thanks, Rich. Delighted to be here. I know. I know your whole career has like now you've you've made it right. You're, oh, you're in the hot seat. This you're on is the about pod. probably the pinnacle of my career being able to have this uh, this interview, Rich. You know what it is. <laughs> exactly. So, well, we're excited to have you, and um, you know, Ronnie just said it best. This is a fireside chat uh, over a, a microphone, and um, so. Was this day two here at OpEx World Headquarters? It is. Uh, I can actually find my desk now, and uh, my email's working, and I just changed my voicemail, so I'm becoming a little more legit here. Nice. Well, we're, we, like I said, we're excited to have you. Someone with your experience and knowledge and background, and um, you know, it, it's it's amazing the type of talent we're we're able to get here, and you know, we truly have a family culture, and um, I think you know, putting Ronnie on the spot before we hit the record button, that's the first thing he had said, unprovoked, right? He said, you're excited for many things, the technology piece and the client piece, but the culture piece. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's really, you know, I've, I've known Courtney for a long time, yeah. but uh, getting to know you and Albert and the team, it's, you know, culture is really one of the key reasons that I look at in making a career move. And I've been fortunate to work with a lot of great companies and a lot of great cultures. So, uh, I totally recognize what good culture looks like, and I would tell you that OpEx is just terrific. Cool. Well, we appreciate you saying that. So let's talk, I mean, you know, y- your career in technology is an impressive one. Um, long and, and uh, great companies. Um, maybe give us a little bit of a, a background on maybe your journey in the technology world and some of the things you've done, and I'm sure that will lead to some conversation from there. Sure. So, um uh, I've been fortunate, number one, to work with some great companies, and um, um, most of my technology career was with, uh, a lot of it was with Cisco Systems, mm-hmm. so um, uh, I was there, um, actually I was a, a regional sales manager for for 10 years there, And but in that role I, I had the opportunity and privilege to work with a lot of great teams in a lot of different segments of the industry. You know, I at one time I had the public sector segment for the Carolinas, the other time I did the commercial, and then we had some hybrid. So um, I love the building teams, but most importantly, I love the strategy and being able to work with the customers at the client level. And um, I learned an awful lot from Cisco um, on, um, on the whole process, and, and, and it really helped um, give me the foundation for my career. Yeah, Cisco, and I mean, you you were leading sales teams where the North, the Carolinas, yeah, the Carolinas, North and South Carolina. That's great. I can only imagine, uh, you know, how much you saw and did, and I got to know eighty five and seventy seven pretty well, you know. So absolutely, and then from there you went to NetApp. Yeah, so no, so um, I left Cisco, and I I got to tell you this story. This is a pretty interesting. We love stories. Oh yeah, so um, I was regional manager for several years there, and. I wanted to do something different. So, you know, you have this dream of being the best job you've ever had. So Cisco started a group then. It was their their, um, their Stadium Vision team, oh, yeah. which was the sports team. So it's the same team that sold the Yankees and the Cowboys. I know you're a Yankee guy. Oh, yeah. You know, the technology yeah. uh, for the scoreboard, not the scoreboards, but the, the whole fan experience. Yeah. 
Wi-Fi. And so when they started this group, it was a pretty small group. I think it was about 70-some people. Well, as you would imagine, every every person in Cisco wants to go to work for that team. Yeah. And so um, I tried my darndest to be part of that team. And finally, after two years of, of just... Um, um, persistence, persistence yep. and saying I want, I'm the guy they finally hired me and so at the time <clears throat> it was really a professionally focused job they were calling all the sports teams you know professional teams throughout the country and they created this job and you would be the guy for the college sports for North America oh, I said wow. oh my gosh it is my dream job yeah and said you'll get the call on the athletic departments and the facility guys for all these colleges in in the U.S., <clears throat> so that would be a dream job. So I said, "This is the dream job." So, the good news is, um, I visited most of the schools uh, in 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 the United States. Wow, uh, visiting facilities. I know you're a big Notre Dame guy, oh, yeah. so I went up there a lot and talked to those guys oh, yeah. about you know their facility. Um, the good news, I, I get to see all these facilities. The bad news, I was gone. All the time. Yeah, I mean, I had so many red eyes coming by from L.A. on Friday night to uh, to Raleigh. It just became problematic. Yeah. And after a year and a half, I said, enough's enough, and yeah. I left there. So that's how I left Cisco, okay. to your question. Okay, that makes but sense. But I tell that people a story, and they say, oh, my gosh, it's a dream job, except for yeah, it's hard. the travel part. Is and, pretty, you know, travel's pretty. not easy anymore, unfortunately. Oh you know, it used to be a little bit easier, but now it's it's exhausting yeah. getting through security alone. It is. So then I uh, I'll be real quick though. So then the uh, the next uh, part of that uh, of my of my career, I moved to a company called VCE. Yeah. And that was a joint venture with VMware, Cisco, and EMC. And that was really um, it was all about converged infrastructure. Uh, bleeding edge. It was a time when converged infrastructure was not as mainstream as it is today. Okay. So I had the opportunity to learn those different uh, companies' cultures, technology, and then it was all about disrupting operations mm-hmm. where you had silos previously of the servers and the storage and the virtualization, packaging it together as a converged strategy, making life easier. It was more of an executive sale than it was a technology sale. So I was fortunate to be part of that wave, if you would. And um, I then left and uh, I wanted, uh, I joined a company called Infoblox, which is very high into DNS security. So I had uh, two years with, uh, and it's a great company. Uh, They lead their over 50% market share. Gartner recognized them as a leader in DNS security. So I had the opportunity to talk to CISOs and executives in that area and uh, had some really great uh, experience there as well. Then my uh, entrepreneurial spirit, uh, I said, let's go to work for a smaller company and um, Solid Fire. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was recruited to Solid Fire, a company based in Boulder. It's a next generation um, storage, you know. Um, and uh, shortly after I joined Solid Fire, um, NetApp acquired. So, <laughs> so that's how you got to NetApp. That's how I got to NetApp. Right. Right. A long answer to your question. And NetApp was a fabulous company, great people, yeah. and uh, love working for them. And uh, I did that for a couple years. And uh, they're they're doing really well in the not the storage piece, not only the storage piece, but they've developed a great hybrid cloud strategy. They really aligned themselves really, really well with the hyperscalers yeah. going to market together instead of against, and that strategy is paying off dividends. Wow. 
So all that kind of built my background and made me realize that optics would be the next place I wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we've known each other for a while now, but I mean, I don't think I knew the depth of that story, which is why we do this podcast. But that is unreal. And I mean, the position you're in now to be that technology advisor and holistically, you know, help based off what you've seen and experienced. It's unreal. I mean, I don't, you know, there's not many people who have that story. And that's, that's really impressive. One, one thing I'm curious about, and I always just like to ask people, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. You know, I just, uh, I've, I've been mostly with startups or growth stage companies, did a short stint through an acquisition of corporate America. Um, I just have to be part of like growth. That's right. just what I, Absolutely. you know, that's my fuel. Um, you know, not, not that one's better than the other. It's just what you like. But, you know, you've done, you know, the big behemoth technology companies, you've done the smaller to startups. Um, you know, I know kind of a loaded question, but talk about maybe the differences or, um, you know, just the experiences that maybe, you know, a Cisco versus a, uh, a solid fire. I mean, those are two different realms of the spectrum, correct? Well, they are. Well, they are. And, you know, it, it kind of maps to what the industry is telling us today, Rich. Um, you know, today, as you know, it's all about um, being nimble and speed and and uh, having options. You know, one of the reasons that led me to to OPEX is the business model, number one. But, you know, for the first time in my career, um, I'll be able to offer the breadth and depth of solutions that I haven't been before. You know, previously I've had best of breed, if you would, companies, but I was only offering that particular solution in that category. Right. Whereas today, with the shift from, as you know, from the funding model from mostly CapEx mm-hmm. to now moving to OpEx, it's a whole different consumption model. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be able to offer a lot of different solutions there. Yeah. And as you know, with the challenges with companies with resources, and uh, they just can't, uh, they don't understand the options that they really have, and that's exactly what OPEX can do to them. So I'm excited in two ways. Number one, uh, well, three ways. One is the culture. Number two is for the first time in my career, being able to offer multiple options to clients. And number three, being able to learn those different options in more depth, because there's so many fascinating companies, tremendous companies, that you guys have already researched and vetted for clients. Yeah. And I love the opportunity to bring that to customers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to be an absolute superstar, um, you know, not only for us, but for yourself and for your clients. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I'm, I'm really going to learn a lot from yeah. you guys, but I'm, I can't wait. I really can't wait yeah. to start talking to clients cool. about these solutions. Well, we're going to learn a lot from you, too. So yeah. and that's that's the one thing yeah. that's great about this place, truly. Um, I, I, you know, I tell people and they want to slap me. I, I haven't shown up to work in four years. Because, um, one, I love what I do, but I love the people we do it with. But, I mean, I'm a sponge. You know, going back to the growth stage, I have to be learning. And yeah. there's not a person that walks through this door that I don't constantly learn from or learn something new about, you know, exactly. like we just did. So I think one thing that's neat is, you know, you, you've just started, but um, you've kind of dove into this. Um, I mean, you are all in, which is great. And you're starting to do the trainings. You've been to a couple of trainings. Um, you know, so what's that been like? I mean, has that been like overwhelming? Like, I, I can't believe how many things are in this portfolio or has it been excitement? Has it been a little combination of both? I would say it's been a, a combination of both, you know, because of um, 
you know, I've always, you know, you say you're a sponge. I've always liked the learning aspect of new technologies. If you look at, I, I like to learn about the newest things. Mm -hmm. Not that it hasn't been vetted, but, um, you know, that's why I went to, um, that's why I was intrigued about the Cisco part of that. When I did the, you know, even though it was sports, it was very new to Cisco. That's why I did Converge Infrastructure with mm -hmm. VCE. It was, it was new to the industry. Um, so I've always, and that's why I went to Solid Fire because that was new to the industry. Right. So those, those kind of um, environments, I really feel like I thrive in. Yeah. E even going back to Cisco, when I was there at Cisco, my most exciting time was when Cisco acquired a company that had, at the time it was called IP Telephony. Mm -hmm. They acquired that company, Celsius, years ago, yeah. and uh, became a booming business for them called Unified Communications. Yeah. A few years later, they acquired, uh, or they got into the server business, you know, which is their UCS product, which became a booming business. When I was at Cisco, that was the most fun I had. It's when those disruptive technologies hit the market. We could introduce them to clients, give them a good ROI, a good business case. That's the fun. Yeah. And right. so I see that, to answer your question, I see that in spades here with OPEX, and that there's so many exciting new um, technologies that can drive business decisions uh, appropriately for clients. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we talk a lot about business outcomes. Um, you know, granted, you have to. It's 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 basic. You know, sales one one or technology one one. Right. But um, you know, it is nice when and, and listen. The outcomes are different. Sometimes it's gonna be about price. You know, sometimes it's gonna be about I have to save money. Sometimes it's going to have to be about, you know, we, we've got to have a better compliance. We've got to have better administration. i got to, you know, let my IT team sleep on the weekend. Right. Uh, I mean, there's so many different business outcomes, but you'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to hit them. Yeah. Very, very rarely have I felt in four years that I have that square peg round hole mentality. Right. And unfortunately, in my previous life, it, it happens. It's just yeah. bound to happen. Um, so is you like the new technologies, you know, you've started to dive into some of the trainings, you've been yeah. meeting with the masters. Is there is there one or two kind of that you're like, wow, I gotta really dive into this more because this is really intriguing? Well, I mean, I didn't answer your question in, in depth before, so to go back to that to answer your question though, um, I feel very comfortable, I think, in, in the environment that, that OPEX has. Yeah. You know, and you said I did I've done some training. I feel very comfortable in that because I've touched a lot of these segments. Right. You know, throughout my history, whether yeah. it's you know whether it's uh, hyperscalers, you know mm -hmm. the data center piece, I'm not as close to that, but I'm going to obviously learn from you and Auburn on that pretty quickly. Yeah. But certainly, uh, I guess to answer your question, I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not so much drinking from the fire hose because I'm Good. comfortable with a lot of these yeah. technologies. There's a lot I need to know, yeah. but I feel like I can understand the salient points pretty quickly yeah. and become relevant to clients pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah and, and you will, I mean, your experience, you, you yeah. walk in day one already having that, yeah. I think, well, it's I knowledge. I appreciate that, you know. You, you I, I want to share something that I, in my research, uh, as to what my next step was going to be, I had an opportunity to meet with two or three of the executives in the area, CIOs, so a coffee, and I was just explaining to them uh, you know what's going on, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, my next move, you know. Yeah. So, but I asked them, um, you know, typically, um, what's it like being a CIO, and, and what are the key drivers for you? And it's interesting. It was very consistent, and when they indicated, I mean, we all know that security is important to them and all that, but the driver behind their comments was that there's such pressure 
to get decisions made and execute on decisions faster than it's ever been. Hmm. And it was it was really and that implies simplicity. And obviously, it's got to be secure, but you it begins, you know, they have so much pressure to be more relevant than they've right. ever been. Right. But they got to move quickly, and they got to make the right decisions. So we help them research those decisions. We help them move quickly. That's a consumption model. Mm-hmm. It's not buying capital. Much later you get it. Much later you install it. Right. And it stops every project you're doing. Right. It was very. I wasn't totally surprised by the answer, but it just made me aware yeah. that um, what we can offer these clients is so relevant to what they need. Yeah, it is. It's you know, it's it's giving them a head start, and it's giving them more data. You know, I always say knowledge is power, and you know, if you can give decision makers more knowledge, you know, and more data and more information, they can make better decisions. And if they make better decisions, then obviously the things that happen Absolutely. from that point are, are, uh, are more of a positive. So, and, and I think it's great you went out and, and did that research. Um, you know, and it's about, it's, you know, more cliches and full of cliches is, you know, it's about solving problems. So that's a problem that all three of them identified. And now you're in a position when you can truly go back to them and, and, and solve right. them and oh, yeah. be an extension of their team. And I think that's one thing you'll see that's really neat is, um, you not saying you didn't have these relationships in the past because you probably did, um, the, you know, the way you carry yourself and the professionalism, but you're on their side of the table. Like, you are on their team, you know, and you're an extension of their team. And it's just really nice when they give you the marching orders when you're a trusted part of that team because you can affect more change that way. Right. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's something you're going to really... And I can't wait to get started on that. It's going to be, yeah. I mean, again, I feel like the, I was telling uh, Courtney... I feel like the kid that's come out of college for that first job. You know? I love it. And I've had a lot of good jobs, yeah. but this is really, this fits me very, very well. It does. And it's long term, so that's yeah. good. So talk about, uh, you know, it's not all about work, yeah. the job, hobbies, you know, when, when you're not into the newest technology in the world, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you like to do? So I'm a, I'm a beach guy. love the beach. Amen. And uh, we have a little place down at Pino Shores, and uh, we head that way um, on some long weekends. Um, it's just my wife and my uh, golden retriever now. Uh, our kids are grown and they're, um, so it really becomes us and family, which is cool, uh, and friends. Uh, and then I like, I love to golf. So I uh, used to play a lot of golf when I was younger, but. Uh, are you a uh, good golfer? Um, it depends. It depends on how much you play, you know. That's not something like riding a bicycle. I'm a quitter. I've quit. No, no, I understand, you know. So I'm okay. You know, I used to be. I'm not as good as Mike Brown is, or well, our, yeah. our buddy there. Yeah. So I'll know that he's we, a good addition team because now when we go to these technology, oh, yeah, and yeah, you, we'll, yeah. we'll put you Auburn and Mike Brown on a team. That's right. Yeah. You guys can go to so battle. Mike's the A player. Yes. I would probably be a B, a B All plus right. or C maybe, whatever. That's but, good. Uh, but love that. And uh, what's yeah. what's I know this is a loaded question, but your most favorite course you've ever played, or maybe the experience, like because I've asked this question to people and they're like, you know, I've had a favorite course, but I'll there's times when I'll never forget. You know, the weather, the bird chirping, the moment, where I was, the sun setting. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, it, this is uh, one of the cool things we do to answer that question. So um, uh, I have two boys and a, and a daughter, and uh, we do a go- the guys do it. We do a golf trip every year, and we always do it the, uh, the weekend of the British Open. Oh, cool. And so my youngest golfer is, is really good. He's my youngest son. He's um, probably pretty close to scratch, you know. Oh, wow. So, and, yeah. 
So uh, the three of us get together for that, and we uh, we go different places. We haven't done anything crazy yet. We went to, uh, uh, so we're going to Pinehurst this year, and, cool. and, and, and you know we've done that a couple of times. You know, they, both of them live in Charlotte, so we try to keep it manageable. And, yeah. Kind of thing. So it sounds like someday a Scotland, Ireland. Oh yeah, that, that's, that's, that's in the trail. Yeah, that's that's in the planning stage. You know, so we'll do that eventually. That's good. That's but, a good family um, tradition. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. That's and fun. It gives us some time that we can just catch up and and uh, which is great. Yeah. So. so so you're a beach person. I'm a fellow beach person. My goal is to downsize everything, move to the beach, get there a beach cruiser, and flip flops and shorts, and I'm on my way. That works. That um, works. I mean, are you, a, are you a chill on the beach guy, hang oh, yeah. out, sit in a chair all day, or do you need to be active? Well, a little, a little both. Okay. You know, I'm not sit there at the beach all day, but yeah. uh, I certainly, um, you know, go down the beach, walk down the beach, swim some, and, and you know, do whatever and socialize. Yeah. But, We're going to make you a fisherman, right? That's right. I that's like right. It. I used to fish, well, not a lot, but when I, I grew up in Edenton, the eastern oh, part yeah. of the state, you know, so that's... Uh, all about boating, skiing, fishing, yeah. golfing, whatever. So uh, yeah. I didn't fish as much as I did golf and in, in, uh, in boating and stuff. That's good. But and I, then you I'll adapt to it well. So. That's good. And and you know, um, I'm an Elon, proud Elon grad. Yeah. You mentioned me, your son-in-law, right? Oh, yeah. Played soccer at Played Elon. Played soccer, he did. Give him a shout-out. When did he graduate? When did he graduate? Yeah. Uh, he was in the first graduation class at Elon for law. Okay. So um, in law student, he went to um, graduate school there. That's great. You know, undergraduate and graduate. You know, That's so, great. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what year that was, but, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, it's good. We, uh, Elon's um, gotten, um, it was on the way up when he was there, and, uh, yeah. and my daughter was there, too. So, uh, yeah. uh, I'm glad that he get, that she got in and out when she did because the, uh, yeah, the tuition, tuition and everything. Yeah, started <laughs> everything. They started getting pretty proud of that school, I think. Yeah, yeah. They are, they're very proud. Yeah, yeah. I always tell people if I could buy stock in Elon, like, oh, a, yeah. you know, like a publicly traded company, I would. And, yeah. Probably be a really good investment. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, what's your wife think about this? You know, career change. Well, she's been a, she's been a you know and, and a champion to this whole process. This has been, you know, this has been a nine month process. That, yeah, that, you haven't just jumped in. No, this. no, no, not at all. And um, I wanted to make sure I got it right, and it had to feel right for all parties. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been very deliberate about it. And I wasn't running away from that. They're a great company. I love the folks over there. But I knew that I wanted to do something else, and uh, to, like I said earlier, to broaden what I could provide. So uh, she's been like a saint, you know. I'd come home sometimes and talk about a different opportunity, and she would keep me from jumping off the cliff. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and she would just say, "Well, have you thought about this?" And of course, I'm all wrapped up into the solution. Well, not exactly, you know. Yeah. So, but she's um, she's very supportive. How long y'all been married? Oh, 30 plus years. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's so, great. Yeah. That's so, great. Uh, yeah. So we're... Um, it's good to have that partner. It's important. She's great. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. So um, we've um, uh, we've been through this journey together and uh, she's all... I can't wait to meet you. Know, she knows um, Courtney quite well. Oh, yeah. And, and Sherry too. So. I know. Yeah. I think I called you one night and she picked up the that's phone. That's right. And you talked to, talk to my boss real quick. Yeah, exactly. You get yeah. to that, you know. Exactly. So. We know who the boss is. Yeah, you got it. So. Same, same in my house. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> At least we recognize that, don't we? Yeah. Exactly. So I asked this question of folks and I'm going to ask you, especially since you like new technology, um, you know, autonomous driving. Everyone's talking about it. You know, big big technology play. It's very intriguing, and every time I ask someone about it, I learn you know something new or think about something new. But what's intriguing to me about it is, I mean, you know, the analogy I've used in the past on this podcast, and for folks who listen over and over again, I'm sorry to 
do this, but it's good to get people's different perspective. Um, you know, the new iPhone comes out. You know, you get those people that wait in line all night. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. But they got to have the newest, the latest, the greatest. Autonomous driving is a little bit different because no offense, the iPhone is probably not going to, you know, cause me major damage right. or my life. Whereas driving is, is different. Now, the other thing that's interesting is some people love to drive. I mean, they absolutely love the experience of driving. Um, me, personally, if I could sit in the back and do work and have someone drive yeah. me or something drive me, then all good. All right. So the question is, autonomous driving, are you an early adopter all in? Or are you a wait and see? Let's see how this pans out before I start going oh, yeah. down this route. That's a great question, uh, Rich. I would say that, I mean, i got to make sure it's vetted properly, you know, before I... Uh, just jump in that car and have a... You need an OPEX of... I, I, I knew, that, that's of, right. I want to have some references. <laughs> I want to uh, make sure the use case is, is right for me. What's the uh, outcome? What's the outcome? Um, all those kinds of things. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't be a laggard for sure. So I would... Uh, I don't want to be customer number one. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I would really want to understand how it could best... Uh, affect me and, and how I could use it quite honestly yeah but I'm not opposed to it but I just don't fully understand how it relates to me at this point yeah and it's you know it's hard to get accurate information some people you read or talk to people and it's like it's gonna be here tomorrow and other yeah. people are like man we are you know five years away from that right, right I mean I know it's obviously in motion right now and they're doing it but yeah. you know for us to cruise down 40 or 540 with a bunch of driverless cars and, and you also don't want to think, here's a technology looking for a solution, too. Yeah. You know, hey, we, we, just because you can doesn't mean you really should. Mm. You know, and there's security aspect of that, too. Not just the physical security, but the, it's cyber, hacking the, the, the cyber security. Absolutely. That, I mean, it could just be another attack plane that could create some challenges. Yeah. So I think it's got to be vetted pretty well, but... Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty interesting what you're yeah able to do. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think you nailed something that uh, Devin from CNSG last week on the pod had said. His his response kind of was why, like what's the why behind it? Um, you know, what is it? You know, what, what are people going to get out of this that you know is going to enhance their lives? Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. Are there any other technologies, either in the business world or personal world, that you've got your eye on or heard about or, or intriguing about? Well, we were um, we had an email, you and I did, uh, to the team um, about IoT. I think it's going to be interesting to watch that one you know, yeah. and see what happens here. I think it's going to be some real relevant use cases for that already are, yeah. but I think that that's going to move pretty quickly, I think. I think the inhibitor there is probably security, and mm -hmm. that'll be fixed over time. Yeah. And um, But I think it has some great uh, opportunities for business outcomes. Yeah. All this data that these companies are going to be able to have to make some informed decisions and move quickly. Who are your customers? What's their profile like? How do I get new customers? What do they care about? All of those kind of things. IoT type of technologies will be able to, to generate that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty fascinating. Without a doubt. So, well, you know, I always say th th you're almost at 30 minutes. 30 minutes goes fast. Um, yeah. But uh, like I said, we, we are excited to have you on board. Um, you know, your wealth of knowledge, uh, you, the culture fit. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know the whole team here is uh, here to support you. And, and, uh, and we're just excited to have you on the team. Thanks, Rich. I can't be so. more excited. This is just going to be great. And appreciate all the support you guys have uh, given me thus far. And looking forward to uh, taking OPEX to a growth pattern that uh, yeah. uh, that we'll see here very quickly. We're just getting started. You know, uh, teamwork makes the dream work. And 
it's cheesy, but it is yeah. true. It definitely is true. So, well, cool. Well, hey, we appreciate everyone listening to another uh, tech casting with OpEx. This has been the Getting to Know OpEx Team series, and again, Ronnie Harrell, our newest managing partner, and uh, look for him. I mean, he's on LinkedIn, and uh, you'll see him, you know, at the OpEx events. And if if you haven't met him yet, make sure you say hi and. You know, check out this podcast. Uh, you Apple iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. Um, I mean, we're not even get paid to do this, and I feel like we got to put, <laughs> put plugs in. It's pretty cool. It is cool. All right, have a good day. Thanks for listening.